my intorts, we are continuing our discussion on the reasonably prudent person, uh, as far as the standards of care and neg- negligence goes, and we're going to have one more day uh, next week where we continue talking about the reasonably prudent person, then we're going to move on to a different standard of care, and this is going to be about professionalism, so negligence within, uh, for example, the medical fields. Anyways, we talked about three cases, uh, there are three major principles in play for those cases. Uh, we talked about emergencies. Uh, we talked about those with physical disabilities. Uh, remember last time we talked about those with mental or intellectual disabilities, so to speak. Uh, and instead, we're going to be focusing on physical in this case. And then finally, we talked about uh, what standard we're supposed to use for children or when children need to use an adult standard for negligent uh, standard of care. Okay, so going into these cases, the emergency standard, we read about Cordes, where he jumped out of a moving car because, well, uh, he was a taxi driver. Someone jumped into the car, uh, pointed a gun at him, and told him to drive off fast. And the reason why is because the person was being chased by somebody else that he had just stolen from. So he pointed a gun at the taxi driver. The taxi driver started driving, slammed on the brakes real quick, jumped out of the car, and the car kept rolling and hit the plaintiff on the sidewalk, and, and she sued. Well, the court says in this instance that there can be uh, there can be a different standard for those who are in an emergency because their um, mental uh, capacity, I guess you could say, is strained because of the stress of the emergency. So, an emergency standard can be used in most emergencies, but if the defendant's conduct gave rise to the commu- emergency, meaning uh, somebody speeding and uh, as a result they have to brake hard to stop from hitting somebody well if that's not within the emergency situation they can still be held liable for negligence for bringing about that emergency situation uh, that also goes into you can't use an emergency standard if you're breaking the law or being negligent prior to the emergency occurring. Okay, so next we're going to talk about those with standards with physical disabilities. In this instance, Robert is an elderly gentleman and he is at the post office and there was a individual running the concession stand and this person was blind and he got around the desk to go to the bathroom and he bumped into Roberts and Roberts fell over being elderly and he sued for damage and negligence and he actually sued the state of Louisiana because uh, it's not probable that a jury would have found uh, against the blind individual in this instance because he has this physical disability. We do hold people with physical disabilities to a different standard um, as far as uh, for example, a, re- a blind person is held to the standard of another reasonable blind person. Uh, they need to be able to live in a society in a certain way, and society needs to accommodate. But at the same time, it, it's like finding this line of where the standard is supposed to be. But if we compare this to Von V. Menlove, which we talked about the other day, uh, we do not have a standard for those with intellectual disabilities. And the reason why is because physical can be much more objective than intellectual can, which is much more subjective. Uh, but it, like in Men Love, what are we going to do 
when somebody has superior physical abilities, say like Superman, for example, do they need to be held to a higher standard? Uh, the restatement of torts say that, yes, there is evidence to lean towards having this higher standard for those with uh, superior physical abilities, but there is no case law to specifically determine whether or not they should be held to a higher standard. And a final case is about whether or not children should be held to a children's standard or an adult standard, what situations those children may be held to an adult standard. In this case, uh, an owner of a snowmobile, her name was Lindsay, uh, was being operated. The snowmobile was being operated by a 13-year-old child who was towing another child on a sled behind it. And the rope ended up causing quite a bit of damage to the child on the sled, and I say that uh, to keep things from being gruesome, because uh, it, it could have been quite bad, and actually it was quite bad. Um, but anyways, uh, the standard of care that was used in the trial court was uh, designed for a child. Children are held to a different standard because we want children to stay children. We want them to be adventurous, have fun, uh, not grow up too quick, so to speak. But at the same time, when children are operating inherently dangerous things like a snowmobile, uh, we need to find them responsible as an adult would be for those situations because those it's like doing that balancing that we were talking about in Carol Towing, uh, the burden it being less than uh, P times L. We need to do that balance and the danger in this situation is so significant that uh, when you're operating something that is typically require it requires an adult to be licensed and then children should be held to the same standard as adults are those are the three big cases that we talked about for this reasonably prudent person and we're going to finish them up on monday Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't our pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.